I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Hey there, you've tuned in to Everything Bagels on 88.7 The Bay or MuskokaRadio.com. Winner of the Kareen Burns Best Talk Show Award, Everything Bagels is eclectic and gluten-free. It's a show about anything and everything, perhaps even bagels. Guests include alternative health practitioners, artists, bakers, canoe builders and canoeists, composers and musicians, jewelers, photographers, writers, and anyone else I find interesting. I'm Jenny Cressman, your host for the next half hour. I enjoy chatting with interesting people, and I hope you'll enjoy my show. Here we go. My interesting person to chat with is <laughs> Call Mitchell. Hello, Call. Hello, Jenny. Uh, thanks for coming into the <laughs> Hunter's Bay studio in Huntsville today. Well, thanks so, for having me. You're welcome. Yeah. And that's a bit of a drive for you from Bracebridge. Not too uh, bad. It's not too bad. 20 yeah. minutes, 30, maybe winter yeah. driving. Yeah. So yeah, it's not too bad at all. Okay. Yeah. I and, think we're pretty used to that in this area. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, true. That's yeah. true. So actually, it won't be a problem for people to drive to Bracebridge to go to your show on it December sh- 2nd. It shouldn't Woo-hoo. be. <laughs> <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let before we get into talking about what's happening on December 2nd, let's talk a little bit about who you are and what you do. I've known you for years as a wonderful paper artist. Um, tell us Thank more you. about the oh. type of paper art you do. Okay, so uh, my technique is pen and ink on sculpted paper. Okay. Uh, so I am essentially taking paper that um, I'm trying to uh, manipulate and move into a texture that's appropriate for whatever subject I'm working on in my work. Okay. And a lot of your work focuses on nature and wildlife. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Is that exclusive or do you also have other themes that come out occasionally? Uh, well, I'm no, I think it's been mostly that in the yeah. first year when I was developing it and yeah. really exploring, mm-hmm. I did uh, Heath Ledger's Joker. So oh. <laughs> I did try, yeah. try to, uh, yeah. I've done, so I think I've only done two faces, but it, okay. it's, yeah. But the animals are just so wonderful and magical and Thank uh, you. yeah, just so lively. But ha- the sculpted paper, like, what do you do with that? Do you like, you don't mush it up in your hands or do you? Uh, I, yeah, I mostly just use my hands. Okay. Uh, I have one tool. I may have to switch that out. I, it is now, uh, I think, four or five times thicker than it started because it's just getting masked oh. with uh, paper and, uh-huh. and the gel medium that I use. So okay. it's really getting bigger and bigger. It's more it's like, like your my lucky thumb sock now. Tool. Than, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might need to be switched out soon. But uh, so I'm taking paper. Um, I'm wetting it and uh-huh. crumpling it up and I put it onto um, a, a gelled surface so that mm-hmm. it, it, it can slide more easily. Okay. And then I'm pinching and pressing. I'm moving that paper. If I have a subject um, that the paper's work being worked into, it's very specific sculpting of that paper to the texture of the animal, just for texture that's appropriate for the animal. Okay. So if I'm... St- like one of the specialties in my technique mm-hmm. is to use a single sheet of paper oh. for a full animal shape. Okay. So I have a lot of foxes um, that you can see on my website, but they are uh, one single sheet of paper that is worked into the silhouette of that animal. So, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, 
and the, oh, but surrounding it will be a variety of papers. And I, I like using different papers because of the different properties of the papers. Okay. And then you'll add the color and detailing afterwards? Yeah. So once it's dry, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard, it's permanent, it's never going to move again. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I stain it. So okay. I'm using um, acrylic based stain and it's a variety of colors and I'm just layering those stains and watching how that interacts with the paper. Uh-huh. It's a very sort of, um, it, it's, it's a very fun stage of my work because it's mostly play. It's mostly experimental. I have no idea how these things are going to interact <laughs> and uh-huh. what kind of effect it's going to happen. Yeah. But um, because different papers uh, absorb and repel differently. So I get these really oh, nice effects, okay. which then become uh, my source of inspiration for finishing with um, pen and ink. And it's okay. dipping pen and ink. So, yeah. How did you get into that in the first place? What inspired you to just start mushing up paper? Okay. It's, it's a long story on its own. <laughs> That's okay. So I'll make it very, very short. I went to a workshop on paper on canvas and this mm-hmm. was here in Huntsville. Um, okay. Right when I first joined Huntsville Art Society. Okay. And so that was in 2008 okay. um, in January. And I just happened to be um, inspired by something that happened in the workshop and I just deviated from our instruction. You're a deviant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, did my own thing and uh, I took it home. I didn't uh, add color to it uh, like uh, that was being done on the workshop. So I wanted to see um, what what I had done, which was a tree. I wanted to mm-hmm. see what that looked like uh, dry, if I was going to lose that in any way. So, um, and one of the very fortunate things that happened was that I used two types of paper to, d- oh. to create this tree. And Just if I ha- accidentally or intuitively or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It was, well, I, I was trying for a variety of line. Okay. And so I had a thick paper that was making some soft, um, rounded sort of folds in the paper in the uh-huh. creases. And then I wanted a thinner uh, line. So I took okay. a thinner paper, a tissue paper, and used that in places to get a very fine line. So when I had this new piece, um, I, at the time, I wasn't working with uh, um, mediums that would suit the surface. But I had very fortunately been to the art supply store and here in, in uh, Huntsville, picked up acrylic inks. Uh-huh. I hadn't even tried them yet, um, but I thought, oh, this will be perfect for this new surface. Uh, but I'll use it like a watercolor. So I wet the surface, dropped some ink on it. It was really pretty because it just kind of fireworked across that ah, surface. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then I, this is where I panicked and tried because I didn't want to ruin my my tree. So I tried to spray it off like with water. I tried to, you know, just remove it. I thought it would just slide right off. It did not. (laughs) But that's when I noticed that the two papers I had used were interacting differently with the staining. So I had these two different effects. The heavy paper was just drawing that color under and making it more of a waxy kind of look to it, Mm -hmm. just very muted. And um, the other paper was actually resisting and holding that color to the surface and creating more intense colors in um, the lines. And so that just became a a source of like um, focus just to do more layers of, of color and see where that went. Wow. Very cool. So one of your websites talks about you creating magical impressions of the beauty and mystery of nature and wildlife. But it's like your star was also magical in getting going in this type of art. (laughs) Yeah, it was. It came together 
so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I think in all total, it was two hours from the workshop wow. and from working this piece. And this piece went on, it was uh, entered into a show and it was used as an introduction. The show was about texture, mm-hmm. uh, which they produce a catalog for it that went across us and Canada. And that piece was used to introduce the, um, the, the exhibits. So, wow. Yeah. Very cool. So yeah. that was one of your early sort of um, <laughs> things that shot you to the attention of the international world then, I guess, the art world. I guess. I don't yeah. <laughs> well, I know, you know, you're a recognized Canadian contemporary artist, you're award-winning, international award-winning paper artist, and you've had um, exposure shows, displays, exhibits, quite a lot of different places. The CBC Arts Paper Cuts video series you were mm-hmm. part of. Yes. The Times Square Digital Exhibition in New York City. How did that come about? Yeah, that was that was pretty exciting. It, I think it even took me a bit to realize how exciting that was. Yeah. <laughs> I um I subscribe to a lot of art newsletters, like mm-hmm. a lot. It's it's out of control. <laughs> but I every once in a while an opportunity comes up. Mm-hmm. And so this was um CME was the uh, it's an art it's a New York based organization and they were putting together this this display using the big digital screens. Now I've been to New York, yeah, and that was always on a bucket list of like, oh, to be on the digital screen in New York would be just amazing, wow. right? Yeah. So I, I, it was just oh well, here's this opportunity. I'm like okay, so they were um, you actually had to purchase a t-shirt as an entry fee. That was it. <laughs> so with your art on it, it yeah. they would actually print it and give it to you. And it had um, your artwork on it. And yeah, so. Wow. It, uh, and it was, it was a thing trying to, I didn't go, but another um, person in London, Ontario actually went to the site itself. Uh-huh. And so, so there were so many photographs taken of this that I was able to go through them all. <laughs> they were yeah. posted and find it. So yeah, it was wow. very exciting. Well, yeah. yeah, so internationally acclaimed, woohoo, but also <laughs> um, on a global scale, you were a participant in displays for the G8 and G20 summits. Yes, yeah. That How did was that fun. happen? Uh, where are they? Are they are they still available to be viewed anywhere? Uh, I have some of those works that went there, but some of them, yeah, did sell. Okay. So, um no, we went, like I was on the deck side of the fake lake and okay. what they yep. called the fake lake. Yep. Uh, and it was, you know, I thought it was actually quite pretty and very, yeah. <laughs> very appropriate. It seemed yeah. very Muskoka Lake. Um, yeah. So I actually drove, when I drove down, um, they were blocking off the entrances and exits to the highway. Oh. It was a very sort of quiet drive and yeah. and I actually went to my brother-in-law's who's actually a T who was a TTC bus driver at the time and he took me to um right to the center and then yeah it was it was a lot of fun so how many artists were involved in that oh there was a couple that went every day okay. I think so um I'm not sure in total but it was in the newspaper. I think it's, yeah. I think I have an article on it okay. on my website. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Well, we'll have more about what Call has been doing and what she's getting up to lately in a few minutes. But first we need to have a little bit of a commercial break and then we'll be right back with everything bagels. Hang on. 
I'm Dr. Shervin from Dairy Lane Dental, and you're listening to Muskoka Magazine. Welcome back to Everything Bagels with Jenny Cressman chatting with Carl Mitchell, Canadian contemporary paper artist. So we were talking about some things that you were doing a few years ago. You were with the Huntsville Art Society. You joined and talked about that being your start into the type of paper art you specialize in with a lot of texture. So you were the president, boom, right there when you got joined up, 2008 yeah. until 2011. Yeah. <laughs> but you're still a member. I'm still a member. Yeah. And you were a member of quite a number of different local groups. Uh, yes. Um, the Muskoka Arts. Arts and Crafts. Yep. I'm a member there as well. Uh, I've been a member of a few um, outlying like Halliburton. And, okay. Uh, uh, and the Muskoka Autumn Studio Tour. Uh, when no, it was going, no, no, oh, you were uh, okay. Limberlost. I've done oh, Limberlost, Limberlost a few okay. times. Yeah, I knew there was some kind of studio tour. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and I've, I've done some in Barry. Yeah, so yeah, it's been a few. I'm also a member of um, PAC, which is Paper Artist Collective. It's a global collective. Yeah. Uh, it, it, so they don't get together for meetings very often, or <laughs> no? Everything is is run online because yeah. you know everybody is. It's not Zoom. We're just meeting Facebook. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Um, and so do people from different countries sometimes collaborate on having shows at the same time yes. or with the same theme? Yes, very much so. Yeah. Um, that organization is approached a lot by uh, mm -hmm. more um, commercial companies that are looking for paper installations. So, yeah. Uh, okay. But I, I'm not a traditional paper artist, so um, that's usually... They're not usually looking for what I do. They're, <laughs> they're looking for like big paper where you can see the paper. It's it's all paper and you can tell yeah. it's paper and okay. big paper installations. So, but yeah. it's okay. So you've been doing textured paper with smushed up paper and you're now getting into cut paper. Can you explain how that works? Yeah. So I, actually when I, um, in 2008, when I started um, and I was exploring this, I did a little piece. It was an eight by eight lily. and so I cut all these little petals by hand and decided that was far too much work for the size <laughs> of the piece. Uh, but it did, it stuck in my head as this mm -hmm. sort of um, problem that needed to be solved at some point, but I just wasn't mm -hmm. too sure how. I also um, happened a few years back, came across some tapestries, which again, it just sat in my head. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh yeah, I'd love to do a tapestry. So um, I had a friend offer me access to her Cricut and which is a machine that will do cutting of paper. Oh, and okay. so I was okay. like, okay, I can now cut paper on a much larger scale ah. and decided to go back to my um, uh, tapestry and cut flower sort of um, problem that I had in my head, just sitting mm -hmm. in my head and, and worked on that this year. So I, I did decided not to go small. I decided to go large. And mm -hmm. uh, this, this took me about four months to, Wow. To uh, do. So, yeah, it was a very complicated piece. Uh, I had to, the very first thing I had to do was plan it out um, in writing, like in, in my sketchbook, just figure okay. out what step came first. And I did, um, you know, to make it really very short. I had uh, I the work involved. I had uh, 400 reference photos wow. that I stashed in my computer. I had, um, over 400 uh, photos and videos that I took in progress of this piece. I managed to pare that down to nine posts in Instagram. So <laughs> there is there, you can go under my Instagram um, and see the, 
the process of that piece. Yeah. Okay. It, it was very complicated. And, and it, what, it, what's the title? What did it end up? Uh, it's, uh, Passion Garden. Passion Garden. Yes. And so it's a really um, intricate, involved collection of, of flowers and plants. Flowers and leaves. And okay. there's um, birds in it as well. So okay. yeah, it, it, uh, the flower that or the leaves went on first. Everything mm-hmm. was uh, had to be designed in the computer, run through the cutter, taken to the panel, um, ah. uh, applied, stained, t- like texturized with paper, and then stained them back to the computer to um, work on the flowers. And the flowers were complicated enough that I had to create a map for each flower. Wow! Be- because I had over had cut over three hundred petal parts. I needed help building these flowers if for each flower there's anywhere from two to 13 petal parts Hmm. so um (laughs) i knew i needed help so i had to have a way to help people put these these petals these flowers together so i created flower maps so each flower that was designed um were hadn't each petal was numbered on a piece of paper so it was just a puzzle then i would cut multiple flowers, put them in an envelope. So there's uh-huh. all of these, you know, pieces in an envelope with just the map on top. And so we, we would just dump them out and separate out those petal parts and then look at the map and try and put these flowers together again. So yeah, wow. it, was, it was a, it was a lot of work to get to the point where I could actually see this piece, um, finishing. I think uh-huh. at least 85% of this piece, I had no idea if it would work out well enough. Uh-huh. Uh, so, but it, it did, it ended up, um, I actually entered it into um, a online exhibition uh-huh. uh, that was, it had some awards and uh, it did one, there was 106 pieces entered in that, um, mm-hmm. that they accepted into that exhibition and there was four awards given out and I won uh, one for outstanding achievement for drawing. So, wow. Yeah. Very so it worked cool. Out. Well, how many people were involved in helping with that? So I had, uh, uh, actually I, so, uh, my sons and, uh, they're one of their girlfriends. So, okay, yeah. So there okay. was four of us working a couple of hours for the first night. And then I finished, I think it took me another three hours to finish the rest. So. Okay. So this has been in the works for a number of years. It took a long time to produce. Are you going to make more? I uh, I would not do the same thing. Okay. Uh, Probably because this is awful, but it would probably bore me. <laughs> so I would want to somehow elevate it okay. and and do it. Um, yeah. So that's now sitting in my head as well. Is like, how could I elevate this? How could I change this? What what could I yeah. do um, to make to use cut paper again? Yeah. And uh, yeah. So it's keep just, yourself it's interested. <laughs> keep myself interested. Yeah. So it, where is that painting? Or that sorry that image now so yeah so the work is in my studio right now oh that so, work is yeah. in your studio okay it, yeah. so that will be on display december 2nd yes awesome yes. yeah well that will be so exciting to come mm-hmm. down and see it so where do people go when they get want to find your studio i am really easy to find i'm just okay. two minutes off the highway so okay. um you take cedar taylor lane. road to cedar, cedar lane uh-huh. and i'm on cedar okay it's, so yeah 12 21 cedar lane to be specific yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that yeah. helps. <laughs> yes. So they can find instructions to your studio and information about mm-hmm. the event on December 2nd through Facebook. Yeah, there, there's an event on my Facebook page. And Instagram. And uh, not yet on Instagram, but there will be. I'll start be um, posting posters, but uh, on my website and, as well, okay. it'll and be there. Yeah. On both websites? 
Oh, because uh, yeah, you right. have too, right? I do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So no, it'll probably just be on, on my callmitchell.com. Okay. So the callmitchell.com website is more specifically about what, how would you describe that? So that's my professional practice site. So anything that's original art or Mm -hmm. prints from my original art is on that site. Okay. I have a second site Mm -hmm. and that's for my creative goods. So that's home decor, accessories, um, clothing. So that is on that site. Okay. Yeah. So that's wildblackbird.ca. Yes. Okay. So if people want to buy your images on pillows or tights or whatever, mm-hmm. yes. that's where they go. Yes. That's a cool idea yeah. to have the two set up separately. I Ye- think that that makes it clearer to people. You're, you're not just trying to sell them stuff. You're showing them your art and your beautiful work on callmitchell.com. And then if they want to see what's available as far as things they can take home and hug or, or wear or whatever, <laughs> yeah, <way laughs> then they go to wildblackbird.ca. Yes, yes. And you can access that site from my uh, callmitchell.com site. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what else do you uh, have going on on the second? It's the Holly Day Annual Studio Event, yeah, right? Yeah. I have a studio event every year. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So... This year is just a little early. Um, I mostly I, I want I have a commission um, that I'm working on. I'm going mm-hmm. to go back to it after I, I have a few things that I'm doing for the the um, show. Okay, so for my event, uh, uh, so people can come and see your work and see yes. you working or uh, just hanging out. Yeah, it's just hanging out. Yeah, okay. there's usually there, I have treats and there's a giveaway okay. and yeah. So okay, it's an it's just a nice place to. And you won't make them assemble flowers from paper, no? (laughs) Oh, that's a thought. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I might. Well, you could make kits, I guess. (laughs) I I do. You know what? I do have, I have, uh, I've always wanted to do paper dolls. Ah. And so I have this... In in a sense, with my own work, yeah. so I do have yeah. little kits of um, where you can actually buy uh, birds that you can cut them out and make them three D. The wings are separate, and you can put them together. So okay, so but you, yeah, 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 maybe yeah, maybe. <laughs> so you sell you sell the bird kits. Stuff. I do, yes. Okay, yeah. and that's through the wildblackbird.ca? Uh, no, that'll be in my studio. It's just in your studio? Yeah. Okay. There are definitely things in my studio that are not online. Yeah. Ooh, okay. Yes. Even more tempting to come on down on Saturday. Um, and what time is that going to be happening? So uh, all day. So 10 a.m. till 7 p.m. So okay. That's a lot of time okay. to so get there. Lots of different things and books. That's one thing we hadn't mentioned, but mm-hmm. I did notice that on one of your websites. You've got two books out. I I have um, a small journal and mm-hmm. then a larger notebook. Uh, like it's just I think eight and a half by eleven notebook. Uh, I also have an activity book, mm-hmm. so I do have plans for three. Um, I it was just again a process of collecting words and uh, putting it together. So yeah. Okay, so lots going on with you, mm-hmm. and it'll be exciting to see where you go next. Thanks so much for coming in today, well, Paul. Thanks Mitchell. for having me. It's okay. good to see you again. All right, bye for now. <laughs> bye. Thanks for listening to Everything Bagels. This show airs every other Sunday on 887 The Bay and is available shortly thereafter in podcast format. Podcast archives can be found on the station's website, muskokaradio.com, where you can also listen live. I regularly post show reminders and links on Facebook, as well as photos of guests. Look for author Jenny Cressman and follow me around. If you know someone who might make an interesting guest, 
please send me your suggestion via private message on Facebook. Everything Bagels will be back again in two weeks. Meanwhile, have a bagel and enjoy everything you can.